study of the Ten Sefirot with Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Dr. Lightman. Hello. We're reading from Bala Sulam's Tess, Inner Observation, Chapter 9, Item 33. Today we're going to talk about time, space, and motion. This is what Bala Sulam writes in his book, the Ari, what Ari writes, and the Tree of Life. Spiritual movement means a new change of form. Again, spiritual movement means a new change of form. Then Bala Sulam commentates. We should still explain the meaning of time and movement that we come across in almost every word in this wisdom. Indeed, you shall know that spiritual movement is not like tangible movement from place to place. Rather, it refers to a new form. We denominate every new form by the title movement. What form are we talking about here? And if you could give an example, maybe. We're talking about the force which determines the entire form of the existing world. It changes all the time. And thus, the world changes. We change in this world. How does it happen? To explain it, well, it's practically impossible because what changes is the essence of existing matter in and of itself. And we're not talking about physical matter, but spiritual. The desire changes in the matter as the very foundation of its existence. What changes is the meaning, the purpose of that matter. And therefore, what we feel is only the result of it. I'll read some more. Bal Sulam further explains, meaning a new change of form that has occurred in the spiritual is exactly like a corporeal being that some part departed from it and moves about from place to place. Hence, the new form is called movement. Still, what changes? What renews? Inside a person, something changes. He sees that movement outside of himself. Or is it really something outside of a person that changes? It is that force which sustains within it all that exists on all levels, not only on, on the material level, on the level of matter. That goes without saying. But is that, it is that force that contains all that exists in it, sustains everything, and gradually changes it from one degree to the next from phase to phase. In our world, I understand, there's an object, and it could move to some physical distance, and we call that movement. Here he says that movement in spirituality, suppose a person develops spiritually, 
then his chain, his form changed. What form? What changes inside the object? What changes is its purpose, the essence of its existence, its intention, its desire, qualities, all these things gradually change. We see that everything in nature actually is, it changes, is given to change, and therefore we say that everything moves. So it's unrelated to the desires of our world that don't change, as I understand. They change too, but very slowly. And in spirituality, suppose I get some desire, some kind of connection with that upper force, and it changed, meaning that I moved even closer. So movement is always closer or further away from connection with the upper force. Yeah, in relation to the upper force. Maybe we won't be able to explain this to a person that is not in it. How is it possible to explain what does it mean to be closer or further from the upper force according to the measure of equivalence of form? Yeah, but what is a form, an equivalence of form? Well, if we reveal the upper force, then in it we reveal certain forms in it, certain qualities. And then we can learn how close, how similar are we to those qualities or not, are we closer or further away from that force. With what purpose did the Creator create such a space called our world and the ability to move in it? Because all changes occur inside our desire anyway, so what's the space? for in which I can move from place to place. What does it give? It gives nothing. It simply seems to us so that we move. Even if it seems to us, still, the Creator, He, he doesn't just so create things. It's created for a certain purpose in order for us to learn from it, from the lower degrees of nature, how to rise to higher ones. We even see, according to our technical development, etc., how we develop. And eventually we start working with higher degrees of nature, with higher qualities. But what does it mean? I was sitting in my room and I moved 20 meters to the studio. Is there like avatar, like a body? Because it's not me. Me is what lives inside. And I move with that body and I sit here. And what does it give me? Eventually, as a result of these adaptations of ours, it will give us the ability to take into consideration that which exists at the foundation of our movement. Well, the Creator could have created a reality where we're all static and all movements would have been internal. What's the externality for, even if it seems to us? How does it help me come to equivalence of form with the upper force? 
Мы живем в какой-то реальности, где есть пространство. Перемещениями другого типа. There's even this saying, you change your place, you change your luck. By changing your place, you change your inner conditions. So maybe I only assume, but if I can't, in the meantime, like a child, I can't change internally, then at least you change by moving, by movement. Yeah, like with my avatar, with my body, still I'm under the influence of this different environment. Right. In the book, Tree of Life, it says, spiritual time means a certain number of new changes of form that stem from one another. Former and later mean cause and consequence. And Balasulam explains, in general, in the material world, what cause and consequence is, he says that our entire perception of time is only our sense of movement. The whole concept of time is only a sensation of movements. Our imagination pictures and devices a certain number of consequent movements that it senses only by one and interprets them as a certain amount of time. Can you give an example of cause and consequence in spirituality? Of course, no problem. Look, I have a cup. I'm pushing it now. And it changes its position. The force with which I move it is the cause. The movement of the cup is the consequence. And an inner spiritual state like, like fear, like concealment, the same, only on a deeper level. And this how man changes all the time and goes through different states. And this is the purpose of our existence in life, that this way we can change until we achieve a state where we will feel that we're changing ourselves, that we are changing ourselves in accordance with the purpose of creation, that we ourselves are moving toward that purpose, towards that goal. So movement is the change of form, and the sum of these different innovations is, yeah, this is life. And time, it turns out that then it's cause and consequence, the number of changes, movements in a unit of time. So if I find out the reason for my fear, 
And then I find out, meaning that I feel the fear is already the consequence. Yes. And the cause is always the upper force. It's always from above. It exists on a more subtle degree than its consequence, and therefore we say that the cause is always the creator. A person engaged in spirituality, he consciously goes through all these states, or like in our world, a tremendous amount of states, physical processes that man goes through unconsciously. He wishes to go through it consciously because this is what his history depends on, his existence, movement. So can we say that in the spiritual there is nothing which is unconscious? Yes. Meaning if I made a movement, then it is mine. It means that you became aware of it, conscious of it before you made a decision, and after that happens the action. And so our world, everything happens here in my stead, all the processes, physical, biological. Right, because we're not aware. We're not conscious. We're not achieving a degree of consciousness. So it's like an inner uterus development. Yeah, exactly. So even on the psychological level, a person, he acknowledges very little. It's some kind of automatic program and sometimes only appears something that he can come to think of. Yeah, usually a person doesn't know where is he, what for, how, etc. And what's the purpose of it all? That gradually these sensations accumulate and lead to that a person is unsatisfied with his life and he starts digging in its source and this way comes closer to the Creator. Yeah, but, you know, it's millions of years. Don't worry, nature has time. Okay, we're moving to chapter 10 now, where we're talking about matter, substance. And the Ari writes, the entire substance that is attributed to the emanated being is the will to receive. Any addition in it is attributed to the emanator. So everything that we observe in this world, these are all forms of the will to receive, right? And what is there besides, or where is it? That which we're saying that in our world, everything that we see, everything that we feel, these are all forms of the will to receive. This all has to do with the emanator. Nothing relates to us at all. He says that all matter related to the... Uh, it's all... He says, the entire substance that is attributed to the emanated being is the will to receive, and the addition in it is attributed to the emanator. The Creator has no will to receive. He governs it. He governs it. So we're not in Him, because sometimes you say we exist in the Creator in nature. It depends how you explain it, how you accept it. But actually, on the one hand, we are outside of the Creator, on the other hand, inside of Him. So the will to receive doesn't exist in Him, but He governs it. Yeah. And where is this desire? There is no place. Place is desire. 
тогда немножко, может, еще о материи. Дальше он говорит так, что желание... Okay, so a, a he says that the will to receive а первую форму мы определяем именем материя. Да, ну, я не знаю, я знаю из It is its essence as if but matter itself does not relate to the emanator. The emanator is what gives birth to matter. But matter, we say that it is the desire to receive. Yes, the essence of matter is the desire to receive. That's how the Creator made it. And that there is no direct proof of the existence of dark matter, only indirect. Well, most of our knowledge of the universe and of nature in general is based on indirect sensations, proof, research, etc. Because we are not on the level of what we're researching. The structure of matter, we're familiar with it. These are atoms. They consist of a nuclei. The nuclei consists of neutrons, protons, and electrons around it. What is the structure of spiritual matter? Can you depict it? Depict it. We'll describe it. To describe. To describe, yeah, it's desire. What does it consist of? Electrons, protons. The desire in and of itself exists. It's created by the Creator. And thus, there are no further questions about what it is. It's desire. The desire in and of itself that exists in nature and all of nature consists of that desire. And that desire is the desire only to fulfill itself. It's the desire to receive And besides that, there's the desire to bestow, to fulfill, to emanate. And this, uh, everything that exists consists of these two desires. Yeah, we say that the entire universe consists of matter. Dark or not dark doesn't matter. You're saying that there's a desire. Physicists say that matter consists of atoms, molecules, nuclei. It is only the way in which we perceive, feel matter in relation to us. This is how it reveals itself. What does desire, spiritual desire, consist of? Force? 
the force to desire. Can we say that it consists of ten sfirot that divide into more and more? Yeah, the desire consists of ten sfirot that in their turn also divide. Yeah, and another ten, and another ten. But that's the structure. Ten sfirot is the desire. So, actually, what we study now, we're learning about the structure of our desire. Our desire or it is of the entire universe, but not not uh, the, the physical universe. So we can say that because the particular and the general are equal, then by studying the structure of the Ten Sfirot and myself, I'll be able to understand what happens in the spiritual worlds altogether. Of course. Analogically, in analogous. Okay, physicists, they talk about three types of matter. Matter, fields, and they say that there's dark matter. What types of desire and how many are there types of desire in spirituality? The desire to receive. It is what we reveal in ourselves. And we can't perceive anything beyond that. But the desire to receive also divides into thousands, and but still, it's the desire to receive. Well, in our world, we see that there's matter and there is field. It's different matter. It is the manifestation of the same force, only on different levels. Same in spiritual, there's the desire and the way. Okay, so last question, from the point of view of Kabbalah, what comes first? Uh, What's primary, matter or consciousness? Consciousness, of course. Only uh, being conscious of what? Being conscious of... The matter being conscious of itself is primary. Otherwise, we can't say that something exists. Or we can say that it exists to the measure of its perception of itself, attainment of itself. Okay, so again, for those studying with us, we're talking about, this was chapter 9, 10, in reflection, from the study of Ten Sfirot, written by Bala Sulam, and this is actually the commentary to the book written in the 16th century by the Ari. And here there's a question. Why was it important to the Ari and then Bala Sulam to write such about such appearances like time, space, Back then, well, back then, they already started revealing these things. Newton, Leibniz, all those, they already started approaching it. Meaning, I'm saying that in relation to what? Newton and others. In relation to that, humanity has already grown to a situation where it can 
somehow at least intuitively understand these sources. So they actually wrote for that generation which existed and for future generations. Right, and earlier Kabbalists expressed all of this in the form of different legends, stories, because it's a completely different language. We, we read it now, it's like physics, and previously there was no such thing. Previously it was different, but it, it talked about the same. Thank you very much. Study of the Ten Sfirot. Till next time. Thank you. All the best.